Welcome to the Career Zone podcast, where each episode we spend some time focusing on something that's on students' minds right now. I'm your host, Rachel, Employability and Careers Consultant with the University of Exeter. You can catch up on all of our episodes by doing all of those subscribing and following things. We're on Spotify and iTunes. Okay, Daniel. So I guess for my first question, I'm always intrigued to know, why did you decide to stay in the UK and pursue a career in law here? So for me, it was more of like, this is the area of law I wanted to do. And when I look at like firms that do the equivalent back at home, a lot of the mega big deals, it should be them supporting as local council. Even when you are selling like major telecommunications companies in Nigeria, or if you are selling like major like food businesses, the council for the buyer or the seller would be you know, a firm in, in the UK, while you have local council as the lawyers in Nigeria. So I kind of like realized that if I really want to do a more of like the meaty stuff on the, you know, the drafting side, on the more like coordinating um, with the buyer and seller more, I want, I should probably best up if I stay here in the UK and like do the work here. And secondly, I quite job. So, <laughs> so yes, that was, that, that was, yes, I think these are two of the like, main um, decisions that, you know, brought about that, yeah. That always helps, doesn't it? If you're offered a job, that is quite a big pull, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it sounds like it was the way the work structured as well and the the kind the nature of it as well that appe- appealed to you, maybe, you know, as opposed to working in Nigeria. Is that is that right? Yes, yes. I I, I think like the, what you then see as well is um now the more that your own deals so the more you're on deals that deal with more like buying and selling of companies a lot of the time you know like I said you have instructions coming from the UK and lawyers in Nigeria but like when they move us move us like finance for example there is more of like a growth in local firms being limited all by themselves but I, I wasn't going to go into finance I was going to go into corporate so that was another like we, like I could see that or probably going to be here for some time and I also, if you're if you're thinking about things this way, you also then need to be careful about the law firm you choose, because like some law firms are not just going to do you know any kind of this works, um, this working other jurisdictions while others are quite strong in that. So I, I know knowing that the opportunity and finding yourself in a good place where you can utilize the opportunity, you know that fits into how you think the structure of work would flow and how you can get involved. Yeah, it was 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 yeah it was very big. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, moving on to sort of getting a job, it, you've all done, we were saying you've all done amazingly well. I expect some of our students will only be too, you know, aware of how difficult it is to get a training contract. And I guess, you know, just sort of moving on to that, how was your experience of finding a training contract? Yeah, it was wrong and um, it was quite difficult. I think from the very start, in your first year, there's like this kind of like, oh, like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, well, like, trying to understand like contract law and all of that, the adds like pressure. And I think trying to balance living from a different country, getting used to uni, and then like getting told, oh, like now you need to like pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up, like do this. Like you need to know about this law firm, but you had like no clue. If <laughs> we said like, and apparently they're really, really big and they do all of this amazing work. And you're like, oh, wow, cool. And you know, you have to try to get to uni. That was hard. But over time, um, 
I, I was very lucky in the sense of like in my first year, I got involved in exercises that just reminded you, even though you're in a bunch of age, that you, know, you do need to start looking into this love and, and then I engaged more in my second year. Obviously, got very skilled in rejections. There <laughs> you go. Um, for yeah. Like, yeah, so there was, there was a bit of, you know, um, in the first year, not knowing what I was doing, but still being aware of this company. Then in the second year, then making a start. And then, yeah, it just went on from there progressively. Yeah. Yeah. And, and was it in your second year that you you started to apply because I know you said you got used to rejections yes 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 <laughs> and was that was that in the second year that you started so, so I, I I made some start in the first year but it wasn't like it was it was like I wouldn't even give myself a job <laughs> you wouldn't <laughs> yeah Mr. why I didn't but um I think I think probably I would say like putting effort towards in my second year and I mean at that it was like a hit and miss, but you, you, you can't see have this long like summer periods where you know uni has stopped and like now you can just like focus more and more. And I didn't had like you know that opportunity to really like birth. But also I, I essentially I'll, I'll say properly in my in my second year or more very early on in my second year, but then seriously to be an actual like contender at the end side of my second year. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like you, it sounds like it's almost a process for you, like you joked and said you wouldn't have given yourself a job to start with. Yeah. So it sounds like that was kind of a learning experience in itself, making the applications good enough. So you you were in with the shot of, of kind of, I guess, getting through to the next stage and securing a training contract. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and also, um, there, there is a lot of like resources that you could use. And I found this out like in my own second year. You know, like in your first year, you're probably gonna have this advice that you should get somebody to read the right application, but then you forget it until like at the very end, where you're like, I'm actually, I actually suck at this stuff. Maybe I should get external advice. And then in my second year, Mark Armitage in the career, um, in the career advice in the firm to the right, yeah. the norm yeah. of the, like he was an asses, like this, like he would just like read the applications like gave me advice and so that's like getting all of that help and also like being part of like societies right like being part of organizations like SEO London or Aspirational Seaters where you could get that help was very big so yeah yeah that that didn't help you know throughout the whole metamorphosis in my second year I wish I had started in my first year yeah. um yeah. but yeah like so it's right it's recognizing isn't it that you do you need that help and you need to make those contacts I think isn't it yeah. yes yes what was it like because you said it you mentioned about kind of getting used to studying in the UK that must I always think that must be massive you know for international students what was that like I think your experience with DeFi and like your own country and how they approach things but um, back at home how they usually approach things was you know you'd have everything was quite dictated so you'd have dictation from the person and then you'd like make your notes and then you have to go through your notes and then you hardly ever had to do like essays and also when you like the whole idea of like what you needed to know and how you needed to present things they were there but it was fitted for you know this is how we used to do it in classes now I don't know like team dot what or someone someone the contract team is like tell you to do something absolutely different so that's all of that like learning and I think in, in the first year it can get like quite frustrating but mm. again applying the same principles with you know applications 
at one point she realized you know you, you, do, you do need help and at that point she's been like actually like sitting down and trying to understand like what what does all this advice they mean as improving so then what does it actually mean i know they have this thing called iraq it's, it's, yeah yeah that's it it absolutely makes no sense until someone actually sits you down you know shows you like an answer and shows you how you work out the principle as to how you should write an essay just going through all of those stages and processes and that helped me with like adjusting yeah yeah so it sounds like it was quite a tough sort of like transition period to start with yeah i, I wouldn't do it again and what about um like working in the uk because obviously you would have had to go through you know like the whole visa thing and um, yeah. that's kind of a a thing in itself i would imagine like what what was that like when you were trying to get a training contract knowing that the firm will need to give you support with getting the correct visa what was that like for me it was very it was very okay and easy i think for law firms um, they're actually quite generous in sponsoring for a visa. I don't That's know if, you, if I, I think when I finished and I was speaking to um, people that I knew that were in other industries, you then tend to realize that distinction between you know, companies that will sponsor you and those that will not. And then you. you then have that kind of situation where like, you know, I really like to go for this, like this job sounds good, but you, know, you can be sponsored. But for a lot of them, a lot of them do tend to sponsor you and that then helps with the whole um, it's, it's very seamless. Like for me, it was um, once you got in, once you did, once you got in and you finished that Exeter, they helped you to your visa application for the LPC. Once you finished that, they helped you to your visa application for a job. So it was quite seamless. Um, and it's just because you are very generous and they do sponsor. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, That's yeah. good. That's really positive to hear. Did you sort of say that you get there are some firms that are generous with sponsorship, but there are some that aren't and you can't you have to get to know which ones you can target and which ones to maybe leave for the for the for the law firms i was looking at i think if majority if not all were okay with sponsoring but you you will do you will get some firms i guess but i i don't think i came across them but those tend to be like much more like smaller i would add them for um, a lot of the law firms yeah. but outside of law it's been a whole different um kettle of you know fish with the more variety and um, as to which one because you're not yeah but it sounds like you've had a really positive experience with that because exactly. i know i know from other colleges at the university that's not like you say outside of law that's not always the case so that's really encouraging you know that it's they they give you a lot of support with that so that's yeah. that's really good well thank you for that. that that was so interesting this was the career zone podcast brought to you by the university of exeter career zone check out itunes and spotify to keep up with all of our regular releases and if you'd like us to cover something else in another episode just send us a message hashtag career zone podcast at uoe careers on twitter or at UOE Career Zone or at UOE Cornwall Career Zone on Instagram, and we'll follow up in one of the next episodes.